and we are live on 12 Ounce Sports TV. I'm in. I'm the kicker. He's Jay Will. He's the outlaw. And this is the kicker and the outlaw live on 12 Ounce Sports TV. What's going on, everybody? What's up? What's up, man? Uh, just chilling over here on my weekly. There is no reason why Nate Peterman should ever start or play in the NFL again. So someone just said if Derek Anderson blah 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 plays clears. Okay, it basically says if Josh Allen and Derek Anderson can't go, they will only play Nate Peter Nate Peterman in a emergency situation. And I retweeted emergency like everyone else is paralyzed, dead in prison <laughs> or a wall. <laughs> Shout out to Steffi tweets. I'm not trying to rag on your bills too much. You're a great follow, but good lord. So, let me just put this up, and I know we're going to get to some other stuff. Nate Peterman, 132 pass attempts. Three touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Oh. Yes. Oh, and I think three of those have been pick sixes. So, he has as many touchdowns for the other team as he does for his team. So, Nate Peterman, you seem like a great guy, but you need to be, like, telling your coach you just don't need to go in the game because, uh, yeah. What do we call that? Dumpster fire trash? Oh, yeah. Garbage, whatever. Yeah. Dumpster fire garbage. That's like Oscar. That's what that is. It's like Oscar the Grouch is a garbage man. Yeah. But anyways, uh, this is our second show. Yeah. Since the reincarnation of me and you doing sports together. It's like the third incarnation of it. Went from <laughs> yeah. YouTube to radio to TV. So I think we're moving up. And we're not shooting episodes off a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, that's how it all started. I'm trying to retweet the... So, but all right. Anyways, first things first. Guy, I did not want to talk about this, but since every national media member wants to talk about it because they're the most talked about team, maybe second and third to the Steelers and the Patriots ever. It's because people hate the Cowboys and people want to hear about the Cowboys sucking. And what are they? They suck. I'm not, and I'm a Cowboys fan. We suck. Like, that. And we played terrible last night. Like, defense forces three turnovers in the first quarter, and you only get seven points. But then the defense couldn't get off the field on third downs. 11 for 14. That's not good. That's terrible. That's awful. That's Oscar the Grouch dumpster fire trash garbage. That's like Nate Peterman if he played defense. Exactly. <laughs> if we don't have a bad defense, they're top five in the NFL. Yeah, it's a good defense. And I was watching that game, and Marcus Mariota could have had three touchdown passes and a rushing touchdown if he doesn't overthrow Corey Davis in the end zone. And, David, I'm sure you're out there celebrating like y'all are going to win the AFC South, even though 20 minutes into the game you were saying that y'all weren't going to win another game. Calm down. But the Cowboys, there's just a, a disconnect there. And – I'm not ready to place all the blame on Dak, but they said that Zeke had 96 total yards in the first half and touched the ball six times in the second half. So, who's calling the plays? That can't happen. Jason Witten was talking also about the tempo and how it was frustrated him when he played there that they only use it in desperation situations where I've never understood why more teams don't go up-tempo more often because Pittsburgh used to do this a lot where – they would just like play a regular offense, and all of a sudden they would go no huddle, and Big Ben would just march him down the field and throw a touchdown. I'm like, why does? And I, I get the first 15 plays of every of every football game are scripted, but something's got to change, and I think that change has to be Jason Garrett. Even though I like Jason Garrett, like 
as a person, I guess. I don't know him, but he seems like a really good dude. But minus the 13 and 3 year and the 12 and 4 year, he's been 8 and 8, 7 and 9. And then, of course, you know, the aberrations when Romo got hurt and they went 4 and 12. And then that's how you got Zeke and Dak. And you just got Amari Cooper. The whole thing just seems vanilla, like bland. It's kind of like really crappy coffee with some creamer in it. And then you put like one little sugar packet in there. And so, or maybe two sugar packets. So you really, it's not sweet. And it's not the terrible coffee before you put the creamer in there. And so Dallas, it's amazing how you can be so mediocre and talked about so much. And I'm not a Cowboys hater, but they're such a polarizing team. And Jerry Jones always talks after the game. And he said he's not going to fire Jason Garrett in season, which isn't a bad decision because which one of them assistant coaches besides Chris Richards do you really want coaching that football team? I want either one of them. I want them both fired. I mean, I just want the whole – I think the whole thing needs to be just complete, completely blown up. And, I mean, I don't hate the – I mean, I don't hate the Titans. The Titans aren't a terrible football team. But both of these teams are 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven at best. And – you saw the 6-10 and 10 version of the Cowboys last night. Yes. Where they're not going to win very many football games. And it seems like you saw peak Titans last night. Because there's been at least three games that the Titans have not scored an offensive touchdown this year. And so, going to the other side real quick with Marcus Mariota, I think, or Mariota, however you say that, I still don't know to this day. Shout out to him. People are saying, one of the guys on the show that I do, the uh, What's Up, What's Up Sports, and you can follow them at Twitter, at What's Up, What's Up Sports, and you can also follow everybody on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. You should be able to find them there. The Titans are a really hard team to judge, and so is Mariota, because they went and fired Malarkey last year because the offense was underperforming. And then they hire Mike Vrabel, Vrabel, however you say that name, and the offense looks pretty much the same. They've gotten him no weapons. Derrick Henry has underachieved. Deion Lewis is a complimentary back at best. Is that fair to say? I like I, I do like Deion Lewis. I like he him. is a call. He is not an every down yes. back. No. He's a complimentary back. But, he yeah. works well if you have another good but running back. Some people kinda like the game manager thing get butthurt about Oh, he's better than that. He's a really quality running back. If you can just get Derrick Henry to run behind his 247-pound 6'3 frame, which I understand why people like our friend David get completely uh, – I've never really watched uh, Titans that closely, but I, when I watched the game, there were some runs, like one on the goal line where he just kind of softly – bro, you're 6'3", 247 pounds. Why are you tiptoeing? Yes. Get behind your pads and run people over. Run like you ran at Alabama. Like exactly. Run how you ran that got you this NFL job. That got he won the Heisman, didn't he? Yeah, he won the Heisman. Which we we're not going to talk about that right now because it's not the topic. But whatever. I mean, Alabama running backs in good years won Heisman's. But I had to work last night at my civilian job. Shout out to Slim and Shorties, Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Yes, it's Arkadelphia for all you people out there in Philadelphia. There is an Arkadelphia. There's actually two of them. One of them's in Alabama. I live in the one in Arkansas. So does Ian. And, oh, yeah, well, I don't know why I just put out where I lived out there. Now my Twitter <laughs> haters going to come find me. Oh, man. Best believe it, bro. I know the chief. But, anyways, I had no interest in watching that game last night. 
And, and, and the Cowboys in primetime used to be much-watched TV, even if they were bad, because you know Romo is going to give you some entertainment, whether it's three touchdowns, 300 yards, or four touchdowns, or, or two touchdowns, 400 yards, and two interceptions. Yeah. So the Cowboys just are boring. The Titans are boring. And now, don't get me wrong, those Titans uniforms were kind of clean last night. I did like those. But... In the NFC East, I mean, we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to a game that happened in that division. But the NFC East and the AFC South are like the two most boring divisions in football right now. I agree, and the winner of those divisions might win nine games. Yes, you got the R words, and you got the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Giants. And the Giants are atrocious. I mean, at some point, someone's gonna have to walk up to the owner and be like, "You do realize Eli Manning can't play anymore, right?" So. It, it, it was such a big deal when he got benched, but not, but not when Peyton got benched. And I understand there was a streak involved, but who cares? At the end of the day, do your job. Yeah. And so and then you go to the AFC South, and you have Jacksonville underperforming. The Texans are 6-3, and three, and no one thinks they're good except, I mean, Deshaun Watson. Like, Bill O'Brien's been in the hot seat since he's got to the NFL, and he should, like, buy Deshaun Watson a car after this season for saving his job. And then you've got the Colts, who... They're wasting Andrew Luck's career. And then you got the Tennessee Titans who might win this division by default depending on how the schedule pans out, though I still think the Texans will. And so it's kind of like the the West divisions. Well, no, that, that's not fair because the Chargers and the Chiefs are both good. But before we do too much bouncing around, I kind of want to get to the important games as far as landscape of the playoffs and possible playoffs. Uh and the second game I wanted to get into is the Panthers uh, beating the Buccaneers 42-28. This score is a lot closer than the game really was. At one point in the first half, it was 35-7. to And for how much people love uh, Ryan Fitzmagic, and, but he was Fitz-tragic in the first half. He threw a 15-yard dig route about over through Mike Evans, who is not a small human being. He's about 6'3", 6'4". Threw it about ten feet over his head, and right to the right to the safety. And it's like, what do you want Mike Evans to do? Jump? He's not gonna get anywhere near the ball. So, and then I'm not letting Mike Evans off the hook. He had about two or three times where he just plain out dropped a first down. And that's not Fitz Magic. Fitz Magic. That's not <laughs> Fitzpatrick's fault. But at the same time, uh. You, uh Oh, at the same time, you can't make those mistakes, but then he comes back and brings them back to 42-28 to make it look respectable. But this is more about the Panthers. How good are these Panthers? I said this on... I do so many shows, I can't keep track what I say on what show. And sometimes I'll like pick different... I'll make different picks on different shows. That way I can at least be right, unless it's a tie. <laughs> I I said on, I think, the What's Up, What's Up sports show that we do, that I would not be surprised if Carolina hosts the NFC Championship game. Cam Newton is completing 68% of his passes. Okay, let me say that once again. 58% Cam Newton, who thinks that hindsight's 50-50, I love Cam Newton. Is <laughs> completing 68% of his passes. The defense has always been good. They've stuck with Ron Rivera, which is the right call. They're running the football. Cam is playing within himself. He's not having to do too much. They're utilizing his skill set well. I think this is a very dangerous team. 
Now, we have the Saints and the Rams, and we're going to get to them later. And they're probably the two better teams. But to me, Carolina is at least one of the top three teams in that conference, and I don't think it's close. I think they're better than Minnesota. Actually, I know they're better than Minnesota. They're better than Atlanta. And they're better than Green Bay. And they're definitely better than the Chicago Bears. And so... They're one of the most complete football teams. They have a really good defense. And that, and when I say that's a good defense, that defense flies from sideline to sideline. There were several plays yesterday, or not yesterday, Sunday, where I was watching, and I was like, oh, that's a good – and then here comes Luke Keekley coming out of nowhere to shut it down for two yards. It's like, okay, Luke. Why do people think Luke Keekley is overrated? Because I don't think – I've never thought that. Because, I, honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. That is a very good question. But the Panthers, the Panthers are legit. Oh, yeah. I think people think Luke Kigley's overrated because Cam Newton's so polarizing and an important figure. You don't really... Right. I don't know. I guess people don't pay attention enough. Maybe. I don't know, but he's really good. I love Luke Kigley. I think... And, and to touch on the Bucks real quick, listen, if you have a turnover-prone quarterback... Jameis Winston, why would you have a turnover-prone backup? I've been tr- I tried to tell people, and I'm not patting myself. Actually, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I tried to tell people this Ryan Fitzpatrick thing wasn't real, and I'll tell you why. He would have been a every day. He would have been an every Sunday starter in the NFL if we didn't know who he was already. Yes, he's not sorry, but he is like Jameis, and every once in a while, he just decides, hey. I'm going to be colorblind, and I'm going to throw the ball to the wrong jersey color. And I love the dude. Like, he's cool. And, and stop with this. He went to Harvard. He's smart. Blah, blah, <laughs> blah. I don't care if he – I don't care if he was the smartest dude in the world like the movie Idiocracy. He still throws the ball to the other team. I mean, they have weapons. Of course, he's going to throw for three, 400 yards against the Saints because that's what the Saints do. But stop this with – now, going forward, the thing about Fitzpatrick is – if you're going to have two dudes to throw interceptions, you might want to play the guy that's not going to embarrass your franchise because Jameis has proven with his entire – since we've known about Jameis that he can't do the right thing. Absolutely. And if he can't make the correct decisions off the field, what makes you think he's going to make them on? And Derek Der- – Derek – I keep doing – scout team did this to me, man. They keep calling him Derek Cutter. It's Dirt Cutter. Dirt cutter. Uh, but we'll get into him when I want to talk about some of these coaches' firings. The scout team's been talking about it, and I surely want to get into some of it. But you were hired to whisper in the ear of Jameis Winston, and he has done nothing but get suspended, bench twice, throw one touchdown, and like four interceptions. In 48 starts, Jesse, 91 turnovers. Say that again. 91, not just interceptions, but fumbles too. 91, yes. And how many? 48 starts. You know, how many players do you think have a worse turnover per game than that? Since then? No. No, total turnover since 2015. Who do you think is number one? It's not Jameis. It's not, okay. Who would be number one? Kirk Cousins? No. Same state. 
Same state as Kirk Cousins? No, same state as... Oh, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles has 90. <laughs> Blake, Bortles, <laughs> how did, how did, Blake Bortles has 92. Hey, shout out, hey, shout out to the scout team. Your NFL quarterbacks are garbage, bro. <laughs> you got Ryan Tannehill. Congratulations. And Brock Osweiler. <laughs> what's, what's none of them are uh, Dolphins or... Yeah. Uh, they're not... Because... Uh, Kyle's from Washington area, so he's a re- always been a Who's Redskins Kyle? fan. Oh, Loudbeard. Loudbeard. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. Said an allergy. And then Chris America's a Panthers fan, and then Max a Green Bay Packers fan. Which I'm gonna, I'm not gonna hide from your quarterback or your coach. I'm gonna talk about him in a minute too. Uh, yeah, that's what we do on this show. But uh, these Panthers. I kind of got off where I was going with that, but the, I, I really like the Panthers. Kind of beat that drum in. Cam Newton looked really good. North Turner is an offensive genius. Yes. He looked really – they looked really good yesterday. A lot of zone reads. And when Cam's as big as he is, it's not fair. <laughs> Remember the clip that you played about what about the Rams defense? And I'm, I'm not going to talk about them. I'm going to talk about – I'm making a point here. So, you, we, we had a show last week, and we had a clip and we consistency of the Rams' defense that's super talented. And we know the Saints aren't great defensively. To me, the Carolina Panthers are the best-suited team for the playoffs right now. And that's no disrespect to Drew Brees or all the MVPs over there in Los Angeles. But if Carolina gets home field advantage, it's a wrap. Because they're the only thing in that state, pro-wise, that's really relevant. Am I correct in saying that? There's no baseball team in Carolina. The hockey team is eh. The football team is the Panthers. And then the basketball team is Kimball Walker. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and, and NJ. I mean, the only thing you got in that state is college basketball. Yeah. And that's the, not in session yet. So, all Panthers right now. I, I just... Now in that division, watch out for the Falcons, but their defense isn't good enough. So, but let's move on to the another team in that division. Probably what I would consider going into everything was the game of the week. Uh, the LA Rams traveled to New Orleans to play the New Orleans Saints, and the New Orleans Saints completely dismantled. The Rams secondary in the first half. They were up at one point. I believe it was what 35-17. 35-17. And I even tweeted out on our page. I said they're about to rattle them. And then I was wrong. The Rams ended up coming back a little bit, but the Rams came back and tied that game. Yeah, it was thirty-five all. And then Saints got a, a really long field goal. And then Michael Thomas got open deep and pulled the Joe Horn phone. I still need to see the footage of that because someone told me about that. That's awesome. It was, it was awesome. I, hey, shout out to the NFL. And I, don't, I will probably never shout you out as a league ever again. But shout out to the NFL for letting these dudes celebrate again. Oh, he got flagged for it. Oh, because you can't use a prop. Yeah, he used a prop. I, okay, um, I take that back. Uh, I'm not shouting out the NFL. Who cares? Get over. Anyways. Okay, so I don't think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl, though I think that Sean McVay is the best coach in the NFL right now, not named Bill Belichick. I think that I think their defense is going to cost them because if somebody shuts down Todd Gurley, we're really going to see what Jared Goff is made of. And I'm not saying Jared Goff's not good or great or anything, but we have like a year and a half of good Jared Goff. 
And we've also had like a whole career of Todd Gurley being really, 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 really good, who now, thanks to the dude that used to play running back in Pittsburgh sitting out an entire year, Todd yeah. Gurley's the best run, all around running back in the NFL. I agree. I uh, disrespect to Zeke, but Todd Gurley's that dude. Agreed. Uh, I believe that, like you said about Jared Goff, I just you don't you don't know what he would do without Gurley. They're one of three teams that has a top five rusher and a top five passer. That is the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Steelers. Those are the only teams in the NFL that have a top five rusher and a top five passer. You know what the... So, I know we were going to talk. I didn't get to see much of this game. But you know what the difference is in all of these teams? So, okay, so before the season, I picked Pittsburgh, New Orleans to be in the Super Bowl because I'm selfish. And I want to see Drew Brees at least be in another Super Bowl. And I'd love to see the Steelers win another one. And I, they're not, it's not like I picked Buffalo, Arizona, right? Yeah. Only one of those teams has Drew Brees. Now, Big Ben's won two Super Bowls and been to three. And Jared Goff, we don't know yet because he hasn't. He's played in the playoffs once. And here's the thing. My issue with New Orleans is how are they going to play? Because they're the number one seed right now in the... I mean, I know they're a half game back because they've had a bye and the Rams haven't. But in the loss column, they're the number one team in the NFC because they have a loss, the Rams have a loss, and they beat the Rams. So if I think it's pertinent and absolutely necessary for the Saints to have home field advantage going into the playoffs, I think the Rams will be okay because of how they're built. The Saints haven't been as good running the ball this year because it hasn't Kamara been banged up this year and then Ingram was suspended. Yeah. And so... And then their defense is not as good as it was last year. So this is all these reasons are why I'm picking Carolina to at least host the NFC Championship game. Because I think they can beat you in multiple ways. I think the Rams have to be clicking on offense to beat you. They just showed they didn't win a shootout. We'll see when they play the Chiefs later in the season. New Orleans, I just, they get to the postseason and they've only got it done once. You know the one thing, New Orleans is feel a lot like Kansas City is on the AFC side that you're not going to get a lot of great defensive play but you're going to get a lot of points scored they're just going to outscore you they're not going to they're hoping for timely stops and they're hoping to outscore you because they're they're not going to stop you yes that, that's absolutely true they're not or definitely in Kansas City's case now Aqib Tlaib is still out Let's see what this Rams defense looks like with all their pieces. Because uh, uh, Marcus Peters cannot cover Michael Thomas one-on-one, period. He got destroyed in one-on-one. I don't know why they kept putting him in one-on-one coverage. Cause... He's a defensive coordinator of the Rams. You know who it is because he used to coach your team. I know. Wade Phillips. So, I'm not counting that defense out yet because in, when it comes to defense and Wade, I trust. He's kind of like Wade Wilson. You know who Wade Wilson is? Yeah. Deadpool. Like, to me, okay, that was a bad reference, but I think Wade Phillips can get that corrected. And sometimes when you have such a good offense, you tend to 
let the defense slack a little bit because you know they can score so many points. Kansas City just doesn't have enough players on defense. I don't think that's the case in LA. Or mind you, it's a bunch of new pieces that haven't really played well together. Yeah. And their window, like the, the good thing about the Rams is their window's not closed. At least on the offensive side of the ball. Because Goss is a rookie contract and they're yeah. young. And Gurley already got his money. Now, I don't know what the defensive contracts look like. How many years those all those new guys signed for? Talking about Sue, Tlaib, Peters, Dante Fowler. I don't know his contract situation. But that's going to be interesting. But I think Carolina, to me, is the favorite. The Rams are the sexy pick. They're in L.A. They have the high-powered offense. They have the young coach. The Saints have Drew Brees and Sean Payton and some offensive weapons, Mike, Michael Thomas included. And the Carolinas just over here humming and humming and we're we got only two losses this year, and they and they've survived this tough division. But Carolina's got to play three conference games to end the year, or three divisional games to end yeah, the year. Yeah, that I mean, that's where I like the Rams and all of this. Yes, they lost this game, but this was almost a must-win for the Saints because they need the home foot advantage. I don't think the Rams really need. It. First off, they don't really have one, and second off. <laughs> The Saints and Panthers have such a home field advantage when they're at home that you don't want to go to Carolina and you sure as heck don't want to go to New Orleans in late December, early uh, January. And you know who also doesn't want to go to New Orleans? The head coaches. Yeah. A lot of distractions down there. Oh, my goodness, yes. I I went to New Orleans for the first time back in December, and I saw the Alabama Alabama players walking down Bourbon Street, and I was like, I hope none of them dudes get suspended. Just because, I mean, New Orleans is just a totally different animal. And that's no disrespect to the city of New Orleans. I had a great time down there. Y'all could power wash y'all streets a little bit. But, yes. Carolina's my favorite in that division. Um, But, I mean, the NFL got what they wanted. They got a good game between the two best teams. Well, the two best record teams in that conference. So. Let's, uh. So. The Falcons played. Uh, I don't have a graphic up. I should have had it. But anyways, the Falcons played Tars, like you got, like to call them, the Redskins. Uh, it was a pretty good game, but I just think the Falcons' offense was just too overpowering for the Redskins. And with the Redskins, you they're built where they'll run the football with AP, and AP is defeating Father Time right now. He is. Playing lights out, top five rusher in the league right now, which is insane to me. He's Wolverine. Yeah, and but with that team, you cannot get behind because AP's not a great receiver out of the backfield, so he gets taken out of the game. And then Alex Smith is not he's a not gunslinger. A he's not a comeback quarterback. No, he's a placeholder. Until they find out the quarterback for the future. That's why you get rid of a young Kirk Cousins and go get a veteran. Yeah. Because you don't have to pay Alex Smith whatever Alex, whatever the money Kirk Cousins was going to get because of the, when you franchise tagged him and what the market dictated is what he was going to get. And you could underpay for an Alex Smith. But I never have been a fan of Jay Gruden. And I've never been a huge fan of Alex Smith. So that 5-2 and two record that Washington had to me was a little misleading kind of like how I view the Bears even though the Bears have a really good defense Washington's got a lot of talent but trust me I have Jordan Reed on my fantasy team they're not utilizing the talent that's on that roster 
And Jay Gruden, at some point, is going to have to stop blaming all the quarterbacks and start looking in the mirror and saying, maybe I'm not getting the job done. Because he's never impressed me. He's been in the playoffs, what, once? Yeah. Twice. Well, one RG3 once. was one of them, right? Yes. No, well, no, because that was Mike, Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan was the head coach. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Now, was Jay Gruden on the staff or was Jay Gruden in Cincinnati and no, brought, then he got the job? He, he got the job and RG3 was still there. Yeah, but they didn't, and then, they, then he made the playoffs with Kirk Cousins once. So Jay Gruden's been in the playoffs once. Now, listen, I know last year they had so many injuries that, you know, that they were that they were basically holding probably holding tryouts for dudes to play on the offensive line and skill positions. But to me, this game was more about the Falcons because they started off really slow, but their defense was really banged up. Matt Ryan's having a good year. I've always liked Dan Quinn. I think he brings a toughness to that organization that they needed after Mike Smith being there. And you got Julio, you've got Calvin Ridley, Devontae Freeman. Is he back? Yes. He played yesterday. Uh, he's super good. He's super fast. I didn't realize how fast he was. Yeah, so that, I mean, Atlanta, and you look up and Atlanta's two games behind the Panthers. Three. And, yep. they're, and they're they're like a half game out of the playoff picture. And, and the AFC South is living up to its rep. I said this NFC morning. AFC South, sorry. Yeah. I said this morning, just like I did this preseason, I said three teams are getting in from NFC South, and I still haven't seen anything. I think the Bears get in. Packers have a – have been kind of up and down. Uh, Minnesota is eh. Because they have Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and the defense hasn't been as good as we thought they were going to be. Yes, and let me let me make something very clear. Kirk Cousins has produced this year. Like, I went and looked at his numbers, and so I'm not going to blame this on Kirk Cousins. I still have my opinions about him. But now, do I think the Falcons, if they get in the playoffs, are going to make any noise? No. You don't really want to play them, though, because if you got Julio going, Calvin Ridley is such a good number two that – you can't really – you could double Julio, but then Calvin really is going to torch you. And then they got Sanu still. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget about him on Sanu, Muhammad Sanu. He's still te- – he's been in and out of the lineup with injury. So, that's how Calvin Ridley's kind of stepped into the number two role. So, really, they've got a 1A in Julio, a 1B in Muhammad Sanu, and then a 2A if you consider him that because Calvin Ridley could be a, a number one receiver down the line. So, you technically got three guys that could take the place of number one receiver, no matter if they're hurt or whatever. So, that offense is deadly. Their defense can be kind of suspect. If they can get after the quarterback with players like Shaq, Shaq Lawson out of Clemson, they, they can beat some teams. I think they'll finish at like a 10-6 and six and end up getting in the playoffs as a six seed, and then they'll end up playing like a a Bears or something like that. I mean, that's not that's not beyond the realm of possibilities. I I really think that, and and I've told people this: don't sleep on the Seahawks. But I think they're going to start falling off just due to lack of talent. So I think the final playoff. I think Chicago is going to win this, win the AFC North. So I mean, NFC. Oh, I keep saying AFC. The NFC North. So I think that Atlanta. The final playoff spot to me is going to come between Atlanta or Minnesota or whoever finishes second in the NFC North. 
the Packers just, they don't have it this year. And, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about McCarthy later. And so you know if you're already talking about getting rid of your coach that the season's not going as planned because they're 3-4-1. and one. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'm going into it now. Uh, there's some coaches you think that should be fired or are kind of on the hot seat. And I mean, I know of one that's in your division. There's really two that's in your division. One's already been fired. There's two others that have kind of creeped into this conversation about hot seat maybe. And that would be uh, Marvin Lewis. And he's always on the hot seat, in my opinion. Right. And John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. Okay, so I'm convinced that Marvin Lewis knows where all the dead bodies are buried under the stadium, and they're never going to fire him. So I'm over this whole, like, get rid of Marvin Lewis thing. And I'll tell you why I'm not as much on the fire Marvin Lewis thing this year. The Bengals haven't really, except for when they play Pittsburgh, haven't really seemed to be falling apart mentally the way they have before. The, they know what they have at quarterback. And I like Andy Dalton, but there's a reason I'm saying I like Andy Dalton and I don't love Andy Dalton. A.J. Green's their best offensive weapon, though Joe Mixon has played well this year. And Cincinnati's only like half a game out of the division lead. Baltimore is the team to where, and you know I love talking about coaches. If they fire John Harbaugh, they're stupid. John Harbaugh brought stability to the organization. He's won a Super Bowl. And we know what the problem in Baltimore is. The quarterback, Joe Flacco. I mean, congratulations, Joe Flacco, for getting all the money in the world for winning. But here's the thing. If they get to the playoffs, Joe Flacco's a great postseason quarterback. Yeah. The problem, and their defense is really good this year. I mean, they made Pittsburgh really work for that win. I don't think. If you who, who are you going to get better than John Harbaugh? Who? You know, only, uh, a problem with that. Say say you do fire John Harbaugh. What team in your division would love to have John Harbaugh? The Cleveland Browns. Oh yeah. If they fire John Harbaugh, that should be their first call. And I, I don't care that he's not really an offensive guy. I'm here for the Harbaughs in the NFL. Yeah. And J- J- Jim's a little more a wild card, but. Because he's got that weird personality, but he can co- he can definitely coach. He took Colin Kaepernick to two NFC Championship games and was one interception away from maybe going to back-to-back Super Bowls. That's crazy. And guess what the Ravens also do under John Harbaugh? They win in Foxborough. So, yeah, fire, fire John Harbaugh if you want to. And I don't think they will. Now, if it's a situation where maybe Harbaugh wants to move on also and they kind of amicably split. And and I'm not a Baltimore Ravens fan, obviously. If you can see what I'm wearing today, I'm all Pittsburghed up for the show today. But John Harbaugh, yeah, the team has underachieved a little bit, but I don't think that's Harbaugh's fault. Nothing has ever – I've never seen anything when it comes to John Harbaugh to tell me that he's not a good football coach. Mark, now – and the Marvin Lewis thing, I understand because of how atrocious they were when he got there, and he's kind of kept this thing together. And they were going to... Bomani made a good point. It's like they fired Marvin Lewis, and then they were like, hey, we're going to rebuild, and we're going to hire you for the rebuild. And so it, they, what people are doing is they're kind of splitting his tenure in two. Now, at some point, he has to win a playoff game, but 
once again, who are you going to get better to handle that crazy situation with that owner than freaking Marvin Lewis? Other coaches on the hot seat. Obviously, Jason Garrett. He got to go. He got to go. Uh, we talked about Dirk Cutter already. He's going to go because he couldn't fix the quarterback. They should have... But here's the problem with Tampa Bay. You keep they're gonna start being like the Browns. You gotta find a coach and stick with him. Exactly. What do you think about Todd Bowles? I've always I said that earlier, I wrote an article about it on 12 onsportsradiocom about the fact that I think Todd Bowles is on the hot seat, especially after blowing the lead to Cleveland earlier in the year with a rookie quarterback coming in. That looked bad. And you're a defensive coach and you don't blitz a first rookie, first game rookie. I'm blitzing him every play. I don't care if he torches my defense. I'm blitzing him every play. Wouldn't isn't that your team style? Yes, we, we, we like to kill rookie quarterbacks. I like Todd Bowles. And so okay, so Todd Bowles, I'm gonna wait on for a decision on him so I can think about it. Who else in the AFC? The Titans can't fire their coach. You just fired like you, you fired too many coaches too recently. Jacksonville. Now, I think Jackson. I think Doug Marone could be out of Jacksonville. That's possible. Because of what's going on in the locker room. When a coach has been there, underachieves, and you lose the locker room, and you're not Mike Tomlin, and I hate to bring up the Steelers all the time, but everyone's like, fire Mike Tomlin. It's like, bro, we've had three coaches in like 197,000 years. And we always play well in the second half. Who are we just talking about? Oh, uh, Jacksonville. Doug Jacksonville, Marone. yeah. I think he'll should get another year, but they're probably firing Vance Joseph's interesting to me. I know there's a lot of uh, the talk has been there. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Denver Bronco fans of late that are really really upset about it. The fact that they're I believe three and six, they started two and one and two and one or three and one, and have just kind of spiraled out of control. I mean, they played Kansas City twice. Dude, they have Case Keenum at quarterback. I mean, yeah, but... And if you trade your number one receiver or number two receiver, whatever you call Demarius Thomas, can you really then fire the coach? Well, I guess not. <laughs> John Elway's going to fire him. He doesn't have a choice, I don't think. He's just going to have to be one of those like, hey, I hired the wrong dude. Yeah. The NFC... We already talked about Garrett. Jay Gruden's going to win enough games to keep his job. I, yeah, I said if he doesn't if he doesn't make the playoffs, he's getting fired. Pat Shermer better win next year because I think they'll give – it's his first year, right? Yeah. Yeah, they won't fire him. That's not – I don't know if that's his fault. Buffalo's coach. We're totally skipping over the fact that they well, – I skipped Buffalo's coach because, listen, shout out to Steffi Tweets once again. You can't fire – Unless Scott McDermott's the one that's, like, really making the decision to start Nate Peterman. Because, like, the only time they started Nate Peterman is when they had to. Yeah. You can't fire Scott McDermott because the organization – because here's the thing. They drafted the quarterback. And Josh Allen has played decent. And then he got hurt. Yeah. And then your backup quarterback was well, – tra- first off, they traded A.J. McCarron. And so who was the backup starting out the year? It was Peterman. And then the starter was – who, who started the year for them? They had, well... Well, what, Peterman started yeah. the year. Yeah. And then Josh Allen backed him up. Then he went and got Derek Anderson, and he got a concussion. 
Yeah. Then they signed Matt Barkley, who has no business starting in the NFL either. There's no business having a job in the NFL. And so then, like, Nate Peterman it became Nate Peterman again. And so I don't think you can fire him. I like him. And the defense has been really good. Buffalo's been in a lot of games, except for last week. LaShawn McCoy has no chance to run the ball because uh, he can't throw it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there Nobody's is, scared. There is that little thing that happened that everyone seems to forget about. They did have a dude that retired at halftime and left the stadium. This is true. But I think – no, I don't think he should lose his job. You, you, you know the one we got to talk about, though, right? The, 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 the big one. The big one. The big coaching changes that might happen. What's that? Aaron Rodgers is head coach. Oh, Mike McCarthy. That's right. I knew I was, I knew I was forgetting him. I, I, I was saving him. I, I didn't forget about him. Because, damn, the Lions can't fire their coach. They, they, they're they the same team no matter what coach they have. <laughs> exactly. Like, I just, each week I make game picks, and I look at the Lions, I'm just like, which team's going to show up? Is it going to be the team that beat the Packers, or is it going to be the team that showed up this week? Right. And... The Mike McCarthy thing is difficult for me because he doesn't have personnel control, which is crazy to me. Um, and I don't know how good of a coach he is. He has a Super Bowl, but ask Brian Billick what that means. Nothing. <laughs> One Super Bowl doesn't get you anything unless you're, you know. But you have Aaron Rodgers. Yes. And then here's the thing that really disturbs me. If it's true that Mike McCarthy told Ty Montgomery to need the ball in the end zone and then Ty Montgomery ran the ball out the end zone that means you don't have any control over your football team imagine and I hate bringing up the Patriots because damn ESPN love talking about them and so does Fox can you imagine if some third string wide receiver slash running back did that to Bill Belichick or oh. They'd be fired real fast. He might he might not even be allowed to stay at the stadium. He would have to retire. Bill Belichick would be like, bro, I got you a bus ticket already. Yeah. Because I got them connections up here. Dude, that was ridiculous. Um, but I think. Well, here's the problem. The Green Bay Packers have never done anything that Aaron Rodgers wanted them to do. So if Aaron Rodgers wants Mike McCarthy fired, that means they're probably gonna keep him. They fired his quarterbacks coach. They traded his best friend on the team. They've gotten him... Dude, they have hyphenated dudes who I've never heard of before. Yeah. Like, I don't know any of them receivers. I know Devontae Adams and... Devontae Adams. Do they have Jimmy Graham? Yes. That That's that's their offense. That's the only dudes I know. And Jimmy Graham has looked good. Uh, Aaron Jones is a running back. He's not yeah. bad. He fumbled in the... At the end of the Patriots game, I believe. And... I mean, and, and he had a mistake in at the end of the LA Rams game. So they're good. It's just the thing that drives me nuts about McCarthy is they'll run the ball, get a first down, and then turn around and put Aaron Rodgers in uh, empty. And then he'll throw an incompletion. Now you're in second and ten. Now you can't run the ball. And so now you're, you become predictable. It's kind of like the Cowboys were with Romo. No it kind of like Cowboys were with Romo is – when they would actually run the ball, Romo was one of the elite quarterbacks. But when we didn't and we just tried to trust Romo's abilities, we weren't that good. And that's kind of where the Packers are, is if when the running games, when Aaron Rodgers' best years were when Eddie Lacy was averaging like four and a half yards carry. Yes. It's how football works. And the thing is, it's basic math, especially when you brought up Romo. The more you throw the ball, the more likely you are to throw interception. 
I hope that that's not like breaking news to anybody out there, but it's basic logic. The more you throw, the more chances the team has to pick the ball off. I think, I don't like, I, don't, I have no idea how to predict these things because I thought Hugh Jackson was going to be gone before this year and they kept him and then fired him halfway through the season. I, what, but see, here's the thing. The Packers might make a run and make the playoffs and then they don't fire McCarthy. Yeah. Unless McCarthy just wants to get the hell out of there and go coach the Browns. But now Bruce Arians just popped up and said, hey, uh, I'm sitting on my lake in Georgia fishing and, you know, chilling. But if the Browns job comes up, and I'll at least talk to y'all. Yeah. But remember, I'm 66 years old. So, uh... Anyone th- out, any other trash people need to be fired? No, I think I that... Was, I was totally going to fire Bill O'Brien until Deshaun Watson turned into an MVP. Me game. too. That's who, he was on the top of my list, and then they decided to kind of turn it up a little bit. Uh... Is there any big game next week? In the NFL? Yeah. Steelers and Panthers play Thursday. Oh, that's a massive game. I forgot about that one. Steelers-Panthers. It's in Pittsburgh. I'm terrified. You probably have the number, right now, the number three seeds in both conferences playing each other on a Thursday night, which is probably beneficial to both teams because you don't get to learn too much about the other. Because that could be a rematch of the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. It could be. So... Pittsburgh's favored by four at home. And that's all it is. Because they're at home. If it was in Carolina, I think Carolina would be favored. Yeah, so. I have no idea. I think that's a pick'em game. Um, I'm going to pick Carolina because the more I pick against Pittsburgh, the more they seem to win. So I'm going to keep that keep that up. But not, that wouldn't surprise me in this game. I am going to be interested to see how Cam does with Pittsburgh's pass rush, which all of a sudden is ridiculously good. Yeah. But the reason I'm going to pick with Carolina is that... Is you a hater? No. Stop it. You know <laughs> Steelers is my second favorite team. Oh, I know. I'm just stop. a hard time. But uh, the big thing they were gashing the Buccaneers with is the same thing the Steelers can't, is play-action pass. Because their linebackers, and you know it, can't cover a soul. I've said this multiple times. They can't. And it's that fake zone read. Throw it right over the top of the linebackers every time. Yeah, that John Bostic dude is trash. Yeah. And Vince Williams too big to be out here covering. And now that they've got Greg Olson back healthy. Oh, tight ends kill us. Well, that's going to be – that's going to be – ooh. And Greg Olson's not just some tight end. Oh, yeah, Greg Olson. <laughs> so, Saints-Bengals in Cincinnati. That's a quality game. I think that – that's probably going to be a game we talk about come next Wednesday. For okay. sure. Uh, Bills, Jets. <laughs> Dumpster fire. There's so many bad. Let me list all. Let me list all these bad games. You got Cowboys, Eagles. That could be a good game. Lions, Bears. Eh. Saints, Bengals will be good. Falcons, Browns will be interesting because neither one of them teams going to be trying to win. Patriots, Titans. Patriots might beat them by 35. Jags, Colts, Cardinals, Chiefs, Bills, Jets, Washington, Buccaneers, Chargers, Raiders, Dolphins, Packers, Seahawks, Rams. Seahawks, Rams will be a good game. That game's going to be closer than people think, and do not be surprised if... I would pick Seattle to win this game, but the Rams just lost last week, and it's in L.A., so I think that the Rams are going to want to bounce back. And the last time they played, the Rams only beat them by two. Yes. So it'll be a close. I think it'll be a touchdown game. 
Rams end up getting the W late. Giants 49ers on Monday Night Football. Hey, Nick Mullins. Hey, that might actually be a good game. Because, But can we stop with the whole Nick Mullins? It ain't nothing to do with Nick Mullins. It has everything to do with Kyle Shanahan is the quarterback whisperer. Oh, he's he has, the real quarterback whisperer. He has CJ. All right, listen to this. All right. RG3. The years he was in uh, Washington. Uh, went to Cleveland. Guess what he did in Cleveland? Johnny Manziel won a football game in Cleveland. That's unheard of, right? And Brian Hoyer actually looked decent for the Browns. Yeah. Uh, one helped Matt Ryan win the MVP, which Matt Ryan has not been the same since Kyle Shanahan left because Steve Kers- Sarkeesian is an idiot. I'm sorry. He's an idiot. He's a moron. There is no way in the world that Julio Jones gets 1,400 yards and three touchdowns. It, <laughs> explain that to me. That has to do with play calling in the red zone, right? Oh, they're terrible in the red zone. They're like, awful. And that, and a lot of that has to do with play calling, but that's besides the point. And then now Jimmy Kyle, Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan has Jimmy Garoppolo, C.J. Beathard, and now a third-string quarterback that probably was on the practice squad undrafted at a Southern Miss that nobody knew who he was. He wasn't even – he didn't even have a check mark on uh, Twitter until halftime. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. He may not even have a picture on the fantasy football app. Maybe it's been like a silhouette. Hey, but shout out to him. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan's a monster, bro. Like, that dude has figured it out. So, yeah, but I'm with you. Stop with all this uh, Nick Mullins. But, you know, that's how the Twitter sphere works. Everyone gets out here and they make these bold proclamations and they're all super analysts. And Remember, just think about what Twitter was like when Matt Castle was out here balling. Bro. Or when Nick Falls won that Super Bowl. Or when Case Keenum went to the NFC Championship game. Or when Johnny Manziel, you know, won a game. Or when... I could just go on and on and on and on. Sometimes it's... Bro, people keep trying to tell me Blank Abbott's good. <laughs> I don't make this stuff up. And on I that did note, have a Bills fan trying to tell me Nate Peterman wasn't as bad as we thought. And I was like, I have all the data to back that up. Dumpster fire garbage is what I'm going to say. Just like my Cowboys. Hey, but I'm riding with you, Nate Peterman, because you love Jesus. <laughs> but you just don't need to play football. You but coach football. That all being said, that kind of wraps up the 